Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. You guys, it's been a long time since we've had a solo show with just you and me. Kidding, I think it's only been like three weeks or so, but anyways, we're hanging out, just you and me today, and we are talking about money and money mindset and money management for your business or personal life. This applies to anyone who has money, which should be any of you. Anyways, before we dive in, I have a huge favor to ask. I would love if you could just take a second. If you like this show and you like what you're hearing and you like me, I would love it if you just take a second to leave a review on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you can leave a review. It would be super helpful. It's the When I Grow Up pod, and it's just a great way to get our message out there to more people, get more amazing guests, and I just so, so appreciate if you could just take a second and go do that. So thank you. All right, before we dive right in, a couple housekeeping items. Today, again, like I said, we're talking about money and I specifically am gonna help guide you through what I do at the end of the month for my business and personal finances, my process that's helped me pay it off all my debt, set big financial goals, start to map out retirement, all that good stuff. But it's gonna come from a different perspective because I am not an accountant or a financial advisor or a financial coach or any of those things. I am just a small business owner who had some debt and had some goals that they wanted to tackle. So this is coming from a place of love and personal experience, and I encourage you to take a listen, but ultimately find a process that works for you. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's get right into this week's episode. Okay, first I want to call this like your money self-care ritual, and that means to me setting aside time once a month to really dive into your finances, move money around, pay your bills, all that good stuff, set goals. That's what we're just, we're going to be talking about today. So before you even get started, the first thing I would do on like a self-care money day is grab my favorite beverage and carve out some intentional time. I think this is super important because the first time you're doing it, it's going to take a while to really dive into the numbers look at your current situation and set up a plan moving forward. So that's the very first thing I would do. Grab your favorite beverage. And if you're me, it might be a glass of red wine from Costco in a box, but it's delicious. So grab that beverage, set the tone, set some time where you're uninterrupted, play some good music, whatever's going to get you kind of in a chill, but productive mindset. And one thing that comes up here, things might come up. Money's emotional and can feel very... I don't know, triggery, if that's even a word. So pay attention to that. If it makes you feel anxious, if you find yourself constantly putting it off, if you just feel total overwhelm, know that I'm here to help support you through it and share my best tips to help you just address it and come up with goals and next steps and just give yourself some grace, but own the fact that it may bring some stuff up and that's okay. Take some deep breaths, play some good music, grab that beverage, tea, coffee, whatever, and let's get started. That's the first place I always start with. So once you set aside that intentional time, I want you to start right off the bat with setting that money goal. 
Is it to pay off debt? Is it maybe you want to set aside $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000? Maybe you're saving up to buy a camera or maybe you want to go on vacation. Whatever your goal is, And if you're a business owner, I encourage you to set one for business and personal, but whatever your goal is, write it down and make sure it's something that you can measure. What I found with all of this stuff is I would say things like, I want to be successful. I want my business to be profitable. But like, what does that really mean? You know, we don't know what that means. And if you never establish that goalpost, you'll never know if you get there. And I preach to this all day long with my clients in the goal setting mindset world, but it also applies to money. So set that goal, write it down, and then think of someone that you trust that you could share this goal with. Maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your best friend, maybe it's a coworker, or maybe it's another business owner or your partner. Think of someone that you can talk to and share this goal with, and maybe they do some goal setting too, and you guys can hold each other accountable. It's so helpful because it'll help keep you accountable. It makes it real because once you say it out loud to someone else, you have a witness, And also they may have ideas and they can celebrate with you as you're making your way along the journey of accomplishing your goal. So write it down and share it with people that you trust. After that, grab your money story. So every month I look at the last month, I look at all my expenses, I look at any debt that happened, any, you know, if I still had student loans, how much did I owe there? Just all the money stuff, retirement, um, pay stubs, cash that came in, Venmo, whatever, all the money stuff. Bring it together. Maybe even have that ready to go before you hit step one, but grab all of that stuff and it's just going to help you really see what's going on today in your bank account. And I think this is a big key and something that, no knocking on college education, but it's something that was not well communicated during business school because it's very much about, you know, accounts payables and receivables and what is happening in with money previously and in the future. And today we're focusing on the today. So grab that money story and start to really look at the picture t- in the story that it tells. And what do I mean by that? I mean, start to actually calculate how much money came in the door for your business in the last month and wherever it came from, how much came in and then how much went out, meaning how much did you spend and For spending purposes, we're not talking about taxes. We're not talking about payroll for you. Uh, Expenses are everything besides those two things. So start to calculate that amount. And it's going to start to give you a clear picture because what happens a lot is, you know, we have a really great month. And so we decide we want that really nice camera because we had a solid month. We buy it. Next month is slower. And shoot, now we're pinching pennies and we don't have that much. So we have to scale back. And it's kind of this yo-yo effect where you're just constantly up and down in your business and it can feel really hard to achieve any financial goals. And for some people, hard to even pay yourself because your business feels unpredictable. By doing this first step, what you're really saying is you're committing to a profitable, growing business and that takes strategy and planning. And so that's the foundation that we're laying today in this conversation. And same thing goes for personal. You know, maybe you work overtime in your business. Maybe you get a bonus or your tips were really good, whether you're working for other people or you're working for yourself. You know, if you don't set up some kind of process within that, then you could easily spend everything you bring in. And that's a hard lesson we learned in 2020 that, you know, having some stuff set aside for the future just in case is super important. At least that's how I feel about it personally. I highly recommend it, but I recognize everyone's in their own journey. 
but hopefully it did get you at least thinking about this kind of stuff. So start to calculate those big totals. How much came in the door in business? How much went out through costs? Again, excluding taxes and your personal payroll for this example. And then for your personal side, how much money did you earn and how much went out too? Knowing those big numbers is important, but really I'm also interested in the tiny little subscriptions and you know, the runs to Target, the runs to grab coffee two or three or four times a week. Those really tell you a story because if your end goal is to save up for a big vacation, but you're getting coffee every day, you know, that's four to six dollars a day that could be going towards your goal that's not. And that's your choice. If that's if that aligns with your goal and your goal is to just have coffee every day and you're cool saving for that vacation and taking longer to get there, that's your choice. All I'm saying is this is giving you a framework to operate within to really help you understand what you can and cannot do in your spending while still aiming towards that big goal. So once you start to calculate those big kind of overall expenses and the money coming in the door, I want you to start to map out and look at your debt how much debt do you really have? And for me, I had some student loans, I had some credit card debt. So I had debt that lived in a couple different places and I had my car to pay off at the time. I think it's so important to just look at the big, big picture. What's that big number? And when you start to look at that and you look at the bare minimum payments and you see, you know, say for the car, like I'm only paying $300 a month, but you realize I'm going to be paying that for seven more years. That's a lot. And so what we're doing with this debt stuff here is we're not feeling guilty about it. We're not, you know, mad at past Kelsey and what choices she made before because we're here now. It is what it is. But this starts to give you a framework that, okay, what's the bare minimum that I have to pay each month to start to move forward and paying this stuff off? And then when I have a really great month and I pay off all my other bills, you know, I set aside some money for taxes and all that good stuff. What's the amount that I can pay to start to decrease decrease that debt even more? And it gives you this, this point of minimum, maximum that you can work within. So again, when you have a bonus or your tips are really great or you work overtime, that extra money can go towards your goal so you can achieve it faster. And who wouldn't want that? So that's just something that I learned that I found to be super helpful. And to do that, you have to know the bare minimum you're paying in debt. And I think the key to is really looking at it from all of it combined, because I think we're pretty good about being like, well, you know, I pay for my cell phone, I'm paying the, the cell phone off, and that's only 50 bucks, and I have a car, and that's only 300 bucks, and, you know, my student loans, I only have to pay 95 right now. That stuff adds up, and it helps to wrap your head around it when you know that full overall number that you're having to pay every single month, and then once you pay it off, you get to set new money goals, and who doesn't want that? So that's my advice around the debt, the debt stuff. After you kind of calculate your big total and you know what's coming in, you know what's going out, I want you to really start to craft out a budget. And I don't mean like a budget where you are in a scarcity mindset where you're, you know, frugal and afraid to go and do things. No, I want you to really think about like your business and what what investments do you need to make in your business that will help it grow, that helps you get more time back that um, really fit into the important key pieces of your business and that are worthwhile. And then maybe letting go of some things that don't serve you anymore. For example, I naively signed up for a team management system where I was overpaying for it to work with multiple people and I only need it for two people. 
And I recently called and was able to get them to decrease my rate and also give me two months free for that mistake, which was totally on me for not catching. But those little those little audits that we do are so important because it helps you really understand, yeah, you know, Spotify's great and all, but maybe that $11 a month I could be using towards my money goal. So I'm actually going to get rid of that for a while. You know, I want to empower you to make the money decisions that align with your goals and your values and what you prioritize as important. That's what the point of today is. And the point of having those regular money dates are is it helps give you the framework to work within that. It helps gives you the tools so you know when different opportunities come up. When friends ask you to go do X, Y, Z and you're hemming and hawing if you want to spend that much, it helps you confidently make those decisions and know if they fit within your goals or not. So again, we're setting just like a realistic budget, like bare minimum without, you know, not living life the way we want to. What amount do I need to have in the bank for my business every month? What amount do I need to have personally every month to pay everything I need to and have a little wiggle room just in case? I think it's important to know that dollar amount. That way, if you are a business owner and say you're a photographer and you are, I don't know, $500 away from hitting your monthly budget, you know you need to book a session or two. And it helps you really understand and strategize what you need to do to hit your goals rather than aimlessly shooting in the dark and hoping for the best. And same with personal. Maybe you're saving up for a camera that you want to buy for your hobby and you're, you know, a hundred bucks away. What's one area you can cut back or what's, you know, could you work an extra couple hours or could you cut back on coffee in order to hit your money goal, whatever that is, just knowing what that amount is, it just helps make it doable. And it helps you know when you're so close, but not quite there, it knows, it helps you know what you need to do to get there. That's the whole point of this. So some other ideas that I had in mind might be, you know, maybe a priority of yours is yoga. You love doing yoga, but you know, it's expensive. So maybe you cut back on the daily coffee run and instead of doing it daily, maybe it's like a special treat when you are making finance goals, or maybe it's something you do once a month or just on Fridays or something. What are some decisions like that? Those are small expenses, but they add up over time. And I think it's really important to just acknowledge it, own it, and create a plan. That way you're reminding yourself, no, this yoga is so important to me. And right now, coffee is not important to me or as important to me. So that is just some advice around that. And here's a tangent coming on because I can't help myself. I also preach a lot to having like an abundant growth mindset and I don't think having a budget mean has to mean that you are in a stuck or stale mindset. What I really mean here is this, have a plan. Don't just guess because you'll never arrive if you're just guessing forward. Sure, you may kind of get there, but it'll take longer and you won't really know where quote unquote there is if you don't map it out. However, If you get into a scarcity mindset, that's when you say things like, I can't afford to do this, or that's too expensive, or someday when I have more money. It's a mindset thing around this. And by acknowledging your budget, acknowledging your finance goals, and confidently saying, no, I'm not going to invest in today me by going to Target and spending money on clothes I don't need. I'm going to invest in future me and instead set that side of stuff, set that money aside for future Kelsey in a retirement account. So just having the confidence to make those calls and make sure that they align with your overall goals and where you're going. That's what I'm talking about here. So it doesn't mean you have to live off the sale rack. It doesn't mean you have to eat top ramen every day. It just means you have clear goals you're aiming towards 
And ultimately, if you're a business owner, you should always be thinking about how to increase sales and make more money in your business. Otherwise, your business isn't growing because cost of living constantly goes up and your sales need to match that, if not exceed it, unless you want to be working 24-7 with, you know, costs going up and it not being worth your time. So that's just a random tangent I had to throw in there. And I just challenge you to have an open and positive mindset around this stuff, but still take the time to map out a game plan. So that's a lot of information. And like I said, this is something I do every single month. And I want to kind of end on this note. Looking back at that big money goal, I want you to really think about, okay, cool. I want to set aside, you know, I want a safety net of $10,000 in the bank. Awesome. How do you get there? What's the minimum you need to do each month to get there? And how long is it going to take? This is where we're starting to set some rules for ourselves. So we really know what to do to inch towards that goal. And this is where I can't do it for you, friends. You have to go and do it. You have to decide that dollar amount. You have to manually move that money, whether it's cash and you're literally shoving it in an envelope so you don't spend it, or it's another bank savings account that you build and you label um, family vacation or rainy day fund or whatever it is. You know, create a process to where that money is separate away from you so you're not tempted to use it and put it away. And the key to doing this and knowing that bare minimum each month, it means that when you have a month where sales just aren't quite where you thought they would be, or maybe you didn't work as many hours as you thought you would, you still know how to move forward. You still know the bare minimum you need to do to work towards that goal. And then for the months where you worked overtime or your tips were great, or you got a bonus or your sales were awesome, then if you have extra money, you know what to do with it. Put it towards that goal. I think this is super helpful because it gives you a process regardless of income. One of the biggest things I hear entrepreneurs talk about is how inconsistent money can be, especially if you're in the service industry. And that's why I think it's important to have this process in place because it gives you the tools you need to be able to work towards your goals regardless of that inconsistency. You shouldn't have to wait and ride the wave of the seasonality of your business. These decisions need to be something that you can confidently commit to every month. And that may mean cutting back some things. That may mean leaving some extra in your business account in order to cover for a month where maybe you don't make any sales. Whatever it is, it's important to acknowledge that. And again, create a plan around it. That way you never dip below contributing to your goal. And just some tips and tools around this whole conversation to help out. I am a big believer in using the app, the pen and paper, the method that you will stick to. So for me, this is fancy dancy in my Google Excel spreadsheet. That's just what works for me. And I write it all out in pen and paper first, and then I plug in the numbers there. But pick what's going to work for you. Other people use things like Mint. You can put financial goals in Mint and it will tell you, you know, it'll capture if you're moving 50 bucks in your checking account to your rainy day fund every month, it's going to capture that and it'll show you the progress you're making on your goals, which is great. So pick a process that works for you. Pick something that you're going to be able to stick to because that's the key here. And I think it's so important, again, to find that accountability, find someone you respect, who you can share this conversation with, who can help hold you to it, because that is really going to be super helpful in you achieving your goals. And one more thing, if you're a business owner, we didn't even talk about taxes or how to pay yourself, because that, to me, needs to be its own full episode. I don't want to bore the non-business folks with money stuff that doesn't pertain to them, but just keep this, this philosophy in mind that... Saving a little bit over time is a lot easier than writing a big old check at the end of the year. And that's the only seed I'm going to 
plant about taxes. But overall, I just encourage you to set big goals. I encourage you to really tackle both business and personal from a goal perspective, to have a growth mindset, an abundant mindset, you know, be excited to invest in you and future you, whether that is investing in a coach or hiring an accountant because it allows you to have more clarity or hiring a salesperson so you can grow your business. I want this money process to help encourage you and empower you to make those choices so you're not just making it from a place of emotion and desperation, but you know you know the numbers of your business. You know you can make it happen. You know you just need to book X number more clients to pay off that expense. That's really what this all comes down to. So I hope this little short and sweet episode was super helpful for you guys. Again, I would absolutely love to hear what you think in the form of a review on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and also on the podcast page, which is kelseymarieknewson.com slash podcast. I read all the comments and I would absolutely love to hear from you guys. And if you're listening to the show and you're like, Kelsey, I would love to hear more about marketing or have a specific question about social media, or I would love for you to interview a psychic or anyone for the show, let me know because I'm always open to hearing from you guys. I love this podcast as a way to connect to all of you. And I would just so love to hear any crazy ideas you have, throw them my way. The best place to do that would probably be Instagram because that's where I hang out the most. And you can find me there at Kelsey Marie Knudsen. Thank you guys so much. And we'll catch you next week with another awesome episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.